So, Lord, may we hear your liberating word to bless us and to make us a blessing to this world. In Jesus' name, amen. What an amazing word, bless or blessings is. Like the word love, it can be used and misused in all kinds of different ways. And just when we thought it was passing out of fashion, it then re reforms itself into this bless kind of phrase of young people. Sometimes said with real meaning, it really is very cute, very lovely, bless. Sometimes rather patronising, oh, bless. But that's this word. And yet it can also be used in that really affirming way of bless you for what you have done for me. Bless you for being there for me. Bless you with the blessings of God. Early on in my ministry, uh, a woman at a hospice asked me to bless her teddy, her teddy bear. And after three years at Mansfield College, uh, and looking at the meaning of Reformed theology and all the rest, we don't go into blessing objects. And all kinds of um, theological questions went round my brain as to, oh, should I really bless a teddy bear? But of course it was the right thing to do. And it meant a lot to her to have a teddy bear that was blessed. Whatever that meant... It meant something of the blessing of God for her as she faced the darkest of times. I've blessed homes too. I think I'm happy to bless anything nowadays. <laughs> anything that moves or even doesn't move. Let's bless it. Let's not get hung up with, oh, should we bless that thing or that person? Are they right to be blessed? We are in the business of bringing God's blessing. Of course, the joy of holding a baby and, and using that great Hebrew blessing, the Lord bless you and keep you, the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you, the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. I think at any baptism of a child, we share that blessing and hopefully the parents share that blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. And of course, even more so as adult believers make that step of commitment and recognition and receiving the grace of God and the Spirit of God. The Lord bless you and keep you in this hard journey of being a Christian in 21st century Britain today. And of course, every Sunday at the end of worship, we end that worship by giving or receiving a blessing, the blessing of God, Almighty God, 
Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Often we share a blessing with each other. We'll end our church meeting by sharing the grace, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. What amazing words that we can take that grace with us. The love of God. Is that not an immeasurable thing? And the fellowship, the communion, the caring of the Holy Spirit be with us all now and forevermore. Yet many prophets like Micah remind us that these blessings cannot be simply taken for granted, that words of blessings must be uh, matched by actions of blessing. What use, James says, is it if someone is hungry and comes to the church fellowship and someone says to them, well, bless you, go, go home, bless you, my brother, without, without feeding them. Blessings have to be more than words. And blessings have to be more than simply enjoying good things. We may bless our food, the food that we eat, the food we share. We may count our blessings, but both remind us that we are called to be blessings to others and that others are in perhaps more desperate need of the blessings that we enjoy so freely. I was blessed last week in sharing food with leaders from the other churches here in Wickham when we met to mark the end of the week of prayer for Christian unity. It seemed very appropriate that we ended that week with a curry. Lunchtime curry isn't my normal uh, taste, but um, we went to one of the local restaurants and at the beginning of the meal, Matt Penny, who many of you will know, YMCA chaplain who's preached here occasionally, maybe he can be on your list, uh, Rosemary. Matt was asked to give thanks. And in that prayer, he offered a blessing not simply for the food before us, for each other, for the hungry of the world, but for the people who had prepared and served that food and for the well-being and success of that restaurant. A blessing for them on that day. And that felt very real, very authentic, and very important. Our hospitality industry is under all kinds of pressures, financial uh, and in staffing and, and all the rest. And it needs not only our custom, but our support and our prayers. And there was a real atmosphere of blessing. And the, the staff there were so hospitable and so proud of their South Indian roots, of their cuisine. And they provided a wonderful meal, but also a wonderful caring. That blessing was shared in that encounter. 
We need to be people of blessing. Blessing to those who are, feel unblessed, taken for granted, badly paid, badly served by their employers, badly treated by their customers. We need to be a blessing wherever we go. Because that was the business of Jesus. Jesus was in the business of blessing. Friends and enemies alike. Showing the upside-down nature of God's blessing. Those who assumed that they were blessed by God and all was, was fine and they were in the comfortable seats were challenged. But those who felt unblessed, unloved, were given the blessing of Jesus, the healing, the word of grace, the comfort and promise and hope that he shared. His was not a prosperity gospel, trying to boister people to become richer. It wasn't about power, about blessing those who had it all, it was about love and mercy. It was about good news to the poor and those who knew their need for God and for God's love and mercy, forgiveness and peace. It's wonderful how Amor said to be poor is to be without hope. That's what real poverty is like. It's not just being a little bit short, struggling a bit. It's about being without hope for the future, that desperate. And we are about bringing hope to people. Jesus was about bringing hope to people. Blessed are the poor in spirit, those who know their need of God. Theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who grieve and mourn. They will be comforted. These amazing beatitudes could take a whole year's series of sermons. This Sermon on the Mount is an incredible, rich resource to come back to again and again. And those blessings, those beatitudes, were first and foremost to the disciples, but then through them to the crowd itself. They give a glimpse of what's, what God's kingdom really means for all humanity and all creation. A reflection of God's original blessing of the world he made. So I pray that we will be a church that blesses our wider community, that risks blessing unsuitable people and unsuitable things, that we reflect in our vision that beatitude lifestyle that Jesus taught and lived out. May we all know that glorious blessing of Jesus and be that blessing to our hurting world. Amen.